Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Fox 2 News and News 11. The power of 2 at 6 a.m. They have seen the need for a safe camping zone because everybody, you know, they've said everybody doesn't want housing, so then, excellent, then you agree that we need a safe camping zone. A homeless camp in front of St. Louis City Hall was ordered to be removed last night. I'll tell you why the camp is still there this morning. A New Haven pastor is among five people killed after a hazmat crash in central Illinois over the weekend. What a preliminary coroner report is revealing about how they died. Today, National Night Out into tonight, where special events are taking place across the region tonight to connect communities and police. Big good morning to you on this Tuesday, October 3rd. You're watching The Power of 2 at 6. I'm Ty Hawkins in for John Pertzboard. I'm Blair Lede. Thank you for waking up with us. We're taking a live look now at our Together Credit Union roof cam. Still pretty dark out there this morning. Got Angela Huddy taking a look at your forecast. Angela, one oh, hour to go. Later sunrises now. Yeah, 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. So, and... We'll get to the time change eventually into November and we'll get that earlier sunrise, but uh, then we get even darker even earlier at night. So we'll I'm sure we're going to have that uh, daylight saving debate coming up once again. We always do. But yeah, out there this morning, we're still an hour away from sunrise. Skies are still dark. Temperatures are pretty comfortable. Been watching down towards Sparta, Farmington, even down towards Perryville for some spots of fog, also along the Missouri River. Right now, those numbers are okay. We'll take another look at those coming up here in just a bit. Out to the bus stop this morning. Expect a comfortable start, but once again, a very warm afternoon. We were 87 degrees yesterday. We'll be 87, 88 again this afternoon. A good 10 to 15 degrees above average for our high temperatures for one more day. We have rain on the way and a pair of cold fronts that are going to bring in that fall feel. We'll show that to you again in the Long Range Outlook coming up in just a bit. But we got to get you out the door this morning. Again, comfortable temperature wise, but how's your drive? Yep, and whether you're riding in a bus or driving in a car, you're going to look really good on this Tuesday. Great start to our morning because we have really no major traffic incidents, but something that just popped up over in North County. We're going to see a crash at Dunn and Imperial. So this is right off of 270 and not blocking any lanes of 270, but it's going to be on that frontage road at Imperial Drive. So something to note for those drivers out there. I do want to note I'm seeing a little bit of debris. It looks like in that far left hand lane of the westbound direction of 270 near McDonald. So something to uh, just have a heads up before you get on the roadways this morning. Time for uh, Blair. Thank you, Amelia. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones announced plans to shut down the large homeless encampment outside of City Hall, but that didn't happen. Yeah, dozens of tents still out there. The power of two's Chris Frenier is live near downtown to explain. Chris. Blair and Ty, good morning to both of you. Nick Dunn, a spokesperson for Mayor Jones, telling us last night that in his words, authorities were going to decommission the camp at 10.01 p.m. last night. However, that never took place, and the camp is still active this morning. We can show you a live picture from our Nick Lopez and the Nissan Roadrunner giving you a shot of City Hall right now. You can see many tents remaining up outside of City Hall at this hour along the Market Street side there. 
we want to give you a look and a listen to the sights and sounds outside of City Hall last night. You will have 45 minutes to disperse the area, west on Market, then south on 14th. Those were the words to the campers from a St. Louis City police officer late last night. Authorities were outside of City Hall in what looked like preparations to dismantle the camp. But then as time passed and some heated words were exchanged between the various parties involved, police left the area and no action was taken. Dunn tells us authorities were shutting down the camp by enforcing the park curfew since City Hall is on park land. Dunn says the decision was made after numerous police and EMS calls to the camps to the camp for issues including overdoses, seizures, and other medical emergencies. There was also fighting at the site, and Nick says some city workers reported being accosted. Dunn also telling us drug paraphernalia was also found at the camp. We spoke with a homeless person as well as a board of aldermen member who has been working to help deal with the homeless situation. Maybe they ought to funnel a little bit of that money back over here. Because I think these people really need some help. And it's not just old, young. It's people from all walks of life. You know, this is getting ridiculous. We're one of the richest countries in the world. And you have homeless people? Come on. What I hope we will see um, from the mayor's office who's making this call is that they will use this as a tool to guide us into the things that we do need so that we don't end up in this situation. Alderwoman Sonia, who you just heard from there, is among those pushing for an unhoused Bill of Rights to help provide assistance and services for the homeless population. Dunn saying that the City Department of Human Services has reached out to the campers there at the encampment some 35 times over the past couple of months to try and connect them with services, including permanent housing, we will see where this all goes from here. I have reached out to Nick Dunn this morning to get the latest update on what the next move will be. At this point, still waiting to hear back. For now, live near downtown, I'm Chris Fernier. Thank you, Chris. Well, happening tonight, the annual community building effort to promote partnerships between police and communities. The Power of Two's Laura Simon is live in Grand Center with more about the National Night Out events happening across the area. Good morning to you, Laura. Good morning to you, Blair. These are ways for families to come out and meet with the people who serve and protect their communities. And this is the 40th year. This has been a nationwide initiative, and we wanted to highlight a few of the National Night Out events going on across the bi-state. So we are here at Grandel Square between Grand Boulevard and Spring Avenue near the Fox Theater, where Northside Night Out is happening. Various groups like the Great Rivers Greenway, North Newstead Association, though Fallon Neighborhood Association, Herbert Hoover Boys and Girls Club, the Urban League of St. Louis Save Our Sons, and others will be out here. There will be performances and college prep student business owners as well. Community leaders want to share details too and get feedback on the future of the Brickline Greenway along North Grand. This event is happening from 4 to 7 p.m. In Florissant, people can celebrate National Night Out as well. People who live in the city are invited to turn on their porch lights, go outside, and join their neighborhoods 
for various block parties already scheduled. There were cookouts going on, even flash flight walks and other activities to send the message to criminals that residents are organized and fighting back against crime. You do need to contact the mayor's office if you don't already have a block party approved and are wanting to have one. This is all being celebrated from 6 to 8 p.m. City officials, along with representatives from police and fire departments, are going to be going around the city to meeting with people who live in the community. The Lake St. Louis Police Department's also celebrating National Night Out today. Lake St. Louis's event is meant to generate support for anti-crime programs in the area, and that event's going on from 6 to 8 this evening. On the other side of the river in Illinois, Edwardsville police and fire departments are encouraging people to come meet them tonight. There's going to be food, bounce houses, face painting, giveaways, and live music. This is all happening at Edwardsville City Park from 5.30 to 8 tonight. And if you want to see if your community, if your city, if your municipality has a national night event going on, all you got to do is check out their police department or fire department's Facebook page. Usually you can find where and when all these national night out events are happening. Reporting live here in Grand Center in St. Louis, Laura Simon, Fox 2 News. Amron, Illinois, inspection utility workers restored power and internet to homes in DuPo last night after flames spread from a garage fire to a power pole. Bomberito Automotive Group Skyfox video shows the damage to the garage. The fence line and the neighbor's garage. Lieutenant Jeremy Simmons says firefighters quickly got the fire out before it spread to the homes. No injuries were reported. Firefighters are investigating the cause. Well, we were learning new details about a St. Louis City inmate death. It happened a few months ago, just days after another inmate died inside of the facility over the weekend. An autopsy report on the inmate who died a few months ago shows he died from dehydration and a lack of insulin. Justice Center has seen nine deaths within the past two years. The Detention Facility Oversight Board has not been able to get into the facility to investigate the deaths. The city says they need training to go inside. That training should be finished by the end of the month. Mayor Tashara Jones has called for there to be a chief medical officer at the jail. I have a power of two follow-up for you this morning to a deadly hazmat crash in central Illinois over the weekend. A federal transportation official says the crash had killed five people, including two children and a pastor from New Haven. may have started when another car tried to pass an ammonia-filled tanker. Preliminary coroner findings report exposure to the chemical as the likely cause of deaths when the victims drove by the crash. U.S. Route 40 was shut down for more than 24 hours while hazmat crews removed the ammonia from the site. The tanker flipped and spilled an estimated 4,000 gallons of the toxic chemical Friday night. The crash forced the evacuation of more than 500 people who lived within a mile of the scene. Well, the man accused of killing a Herman police officer back in March has another court date set for today. 35-year-old Kenneth Thompson, or Simpson rather, is accused of shooting officers Mason Griffith and Adam Sullentrump as they tried to arrest him on outstanding warrants. Griffith died and Selen Trump is still recovering. Simpson wants the trial moved out of Herman. His lawyers drive a request for a new judge in the case. Simpson faces the death penalty if convicted. Meanwhile, more charges are filed against an inmate who escaped police custody. 45-year-old Tommy Boyd now charged for his escape from the Department of Corrections, unlawful possession of a firearm, and two counts of stealing. Boyd was taken to Mercy South Hospital last month where he stole a set of restraint keys and freed himself and escaped from the hospital. He was recaptured 16 hours later at a Deerberg's in Shrewsbury. St. Louis Alderman plan to tackle the issue of short-term rentals today. The Transportation and Commerce Committee meets at 9 this morning. 
They're considering a bill to require a permit to operate a short-term rental. Another bill would ban one-night rentals and require the rental owners be available to renters and police at all times. The group Neighborhoods for Neighbors wants even tougher restrictions. They're asking for a ban on short-term rentals unless the permit holder actually lives there. They also want a 10 p.m. curfew for gatherings and penalties in case things get out of hand. There are currently more than 4,000 short-term rentals in the city of St. Louis, all of them unregulated. Another aldermanic committee considers new rules for large vacant buildings, such as the Railway Exchange Building downtown, fam former famous bar store. As we showed you last month, looters and squatters, they're back. The building's owners in Florida stopped paying for on-site security. The new rules being considered today would authorize the building commissioner to use steel barriers to prevent entry. entry. It would also allow the city to hire security services and charge the building owner for the costs. Well, phone and computer scheduling issues are impacting some Metro Colorado customers. Metro Transit says it can only provide trips to pre-arranged appointments as they work to restore the reservation and phone system. Metro Transit apologizes for the inconvenience. They say they will notify customers when the system is restored.